Hey guys, so we are finally covering Black Clover, two chapters of chapter 320 and 321. That's going to be all Miguel, unless Ray Apollo will be able to join us later, or whoever else can join us later to talk about Black Clover. Uh, there is no My Hero Academia chapter this week. There will be a new one next week with the return of Kaiju number 8, and we will definitely be talking about that. And then we'll also be covering our usual, our new series that we're talking about. Undead Unlock Chapter 97, and we will talk about Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 173. And that's kind of really it. That's all of uh, what we're all going to be talking about for our review and our discussion. So, uh, if Miguel's ready, we can get started. Yes, uh, give me like two more seconds. But uh, another thing to add to what Sam said. That if you guys want us to talk about any of the series that you guys have mentioned, you know, Sakamoto Days, any of the series that comes out on the weekly Tony Jump or comes out in the weekend. Danadan is kind of hard because it comes on a Monday and it's very late for us to talk about it on the following Sunday. But we hope to talk about one day or do some coverage on the anime podcast one day. So definitely stay tuned on that. So we hope to do some coverage for that series. Um, that is for sure. Um, ah, so that's Just got our alert for Twitch. Awesome. Um, and I just put out the new, um, the new link, um, that has a new YouTube correct link. So I'll probably just about definitely buy it to retweet it. So I'm going to read the old one. So definitely do that. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, we should be able to see you guys chat, uh, hopefully, uh, for the six people that's here in the chat. Thank you guys for coming in. We will want to start, you want to start Black Clover first then? Just so no, like have um, it out of the way. I think we should stay with the same routine. Um, Undead Unluck and JJK and my hero narrative and then Black Clover last because I, I, a lot of people have been tuning for Undead Unluck, so I think we should continue with that type of okay. wave. So Undead Unluck, um, chapter ninety six. Let me put it in the the shitting. Um, uh, yeah, I thought it was a good chapter. We find out what the Umi Ghost is, and I'm, I I don't know what much of a reward it is considering it's a it's like a whole spirit reaper kind of thing that loves to eat souls. How is this a reward? This is more of a whole another it's... Uma enemy that you have to fight in the future. But at the same time, it did help Fuko to stay alive, prolong her life a little bit longer. Her soul is out of her body, but as long as her soul is alive and they fix up the body within the time they could put it put one to one together and She's be back to normal and all that stuff like that. But still, the Uma ghost ain't much of a reward if you fully think about it. Yeah, um, I'm curious to see what is the actual reward of this um, Uma ghost and how does it connect to the moon and the sun? Because um, what I've noticed um, throughout the past week that people have been theorizing, saying that um, Unruin, I think that's his name? Unruin, right? Yeah, Unruin is so his name. So he has to, he has like a sun tattoo. So kind of reminds me of, you know, Avatar Last Ember, the, you know, the people that praise the sun and everything like that. Or from our boy, Eskinor and everything. So praise the sun. And the guy, um, Julius, she actually requested the moon. So I'm curious to see if this has a conflict between the moon and the sun, you know, with Unruin. And two, what does Unruin want with the Uma ghost? Like, what like, what is the connection between both? So I'm curious about that. It's also crazy where this Uma ghost is lured by the dead the dead bodies. Like, people that Unruin killed. 
and mm. using their ghosts and using their spirits as no sorry using their souls to feed him basically to control him and obey um again not the best reward it prolongs fuko's life but uh i mean whatever it takes to kill god right mm. yeah it just depends on how because that whole ending kind of threw me off um literally they touch they touch each other at the end so um our boy andy try to touch try to touch fuko in page five but then our girl fuko just passed through his hand and then it just grabbed her saying wonder if the reaper wants a taste deal so it felt like a green reaper type of reference because he looked like he looked like a frankenstein with the with the nails on top and the side and everything so i like the design and everything but then uh we see in the page a9 like i did mention uma goes came to me on ruin and said hey i have a little present for you let's be friends so it seems like Unruin knew this was gonna happen so he had this present ready for the ghost and mm. then freaking um andy and our girl fuku touch in page 15 and then a whole type of meteor just dropped on Andy. So I didn't. So what? Ha- so what happens is that uh, Unruin prepared all these dead souls just so he could control Uma Ghost in itself. Because you know, Umas are like their own general people themselves. They can be greedy. They can have emotions themselves. They can also care. Uh, but you see her like grabbing onto Fuko. You know what happens with even if it's her soul. She can. St- she still has her unlock abilities. Uh-huh. With unlock abilities, I guess with knowing that she would need to love the Uma Ghost in itself to be able to have the effect come to affect the, the Ghost in itself, especially when he's making full on contact with her throughout the entire time. And Unruin man is a raggedy bitch. Like literally, he does not quit in trying to separate both Andy and Fuko together, especially when it comes to killing Fuku at all costs, saying like, you know, be sure to eat her. I'll give you all these hundred souls. Just eat her that one. And like, the ghost was just, nah, I, I, I'll, eat him. I'll eat her later, but I will definitely eat her later or something like that. So I've seen some people feeling kind of salty about this idea that, again, Fuku once again is captured and then taken away by Andy and they are, again, separated. Do you feel kind of this trope in a then look is kind of getting repetitive or are you fine with as long as it's done well i don't know how what do you mean by repetitive though like like if you're talking about the last two three chapters where like all right they won the victory she got killed by her in ruin and then the next following chapter they figure out a way to prolong her life and then the next and then again you take her away from mandy again uh, it's just a back-to-back three chapters it doesn't mean like it's a whole repetitive kind of thing it's not like the entire series is all about separating Fuko from Andy and using uh she needs to figure her uh her thing like out with her abilities of her unlock and her situation in past form but we didn't really know too much about Andy himself we kind of already had a feeling that this was gonna, this arc is going to be mostly Andy in itself where he discovers we discover his past he starts to learn his own lessons he figured things out of why unlock doesn't hurt uh, Fuko's unlock ability does not kill Andy for all we know at this very moment, Andy dying is the one. It seems like Andy needs to die in order for 
the world to stop like recycling right? again or That's to like what... it's it's giving me an idea that is Andy the god this whole entire time where you're trying to kill a, a person that can't die situation that would be very kind of Deadpool like you know how in the comics of Deadpool Deadpool fights Thanos or takes Lady Death from on from Thanos I feel like that's playing two on the nose. So I feel like if the creator actually does that, I feel like it's kind of a smart move because you're actually playing God, but you're playing with the main character. But we don't, God. yeah, that's, that's so, the thing about Andy is that we, that's the thing about Andy is we don't know much about his past. We don't know how much, how many recycles he's gone through and how many past lives that he's lived. Doesn't that kind of mean like there's a possibility that Andy himself is God? He well, just doesn't know it because he just keeps getting new memories and new lives and new. He just doesn't know it, and he's just trying to find someone to kill him. But then, wouldn't Victor know this as well? Because Victor's the first version of Andy. Victor only lived a certain amount of time between him before Andy. Yeah, so and, wouldn't Victor know more about Andy of what's going on, or if he was God, or or or. Do you think God got bored enough with what's going on up instead of watching? He got he went inside Victor's body and became the dual personality, is what you're saying, you know, possibly? No, I'm just saying Andy has been living different lives and that's why the whole split personality is because you're blocking this certain personality that's from this year to that year you had this memory, and that's Victor, let's say. And then from this memory to that memory, that's uh, Andy. And then from this memory to that memory, it's God. From this memory to that memory, well, like I wouldn't say from this memory to that memory is God. I would say throughout the whole entire thing is God. Only if you unpiece every single memory all t- all together, where you have every memory, every personality come at the same time. What's to say like your split personality becomes into one person, and you find out that's God. Like Andy's multiple personalities is really one person. And that's God itself. I'm really curious to see where that's gonna go because Unruined just makes us ask more questions than technically have answers. Because Unruined, knowing that Umo Goto was gonna come here, had the whole body left, so Unruined knew what was gonna happen. So I'm curious to know how much more information does Unruined know about Andy and about Cause, the. Because you know. You know, the weird part about how we compared Ruin, Unruined to look a lot like Victor, but more mm-hmm. of a younger, crazier kind of side. What if he's also another personality of Andy, and we also we find out that he's also undead? Yeah, he's, he, he can't die. That's part of Andy's ability. Yeah, because even in page um, 12 and 13, Andy cut him up like a good... 10, 12 times, and he still survived that. He just let him cut him up and yeah. everything. He could still so, recover. So it just really but, makes me wonder, like, what is it that Unruin, what's his goal? What is his end goal? Because he wanted Ghost to come with him, but we don't know what's the reason. So Remember, he's a follower of God. He's true. God, the God, the God's favorite is what he self-proclaimed calls himself. And that's what I'm kind of thinking of. What if they're just all within the same person, just within different personalities from mine. So we don't know how far Undead's ability is, but what if Unruin's a part of Andy's brain and it just literally made its own body that looks, that's a combination of both Victor and Andy together. 
because like he look he does look like Victor and he's crazier than Andy. Oh yeah. And he has like all this sick comedy kind of situation that's going on that has no sympathy for the human lives. Um and think you remember how Lobos, if you even if it's one finger is like on the floor, it it just take a long time, but he could like pretty much grow a new body. Yeah. Even if it's got like own personality, different personality guy sort of thing. I'm thinking of it's just like that for Andy. To add to that, it's like I feel like that sun tattoo that he has on his chest just raised a lot of questions as well. Because you know the sun, a lot of people and then in a lot of mythos, a lot of people like to connect that to God. So I feel like that's also kind of connected to what you're saying, that he's a follower to the sun. He's a follower to God. I don't know. Like, that's why I feel like on top of my head about it. Mm, I mean, we'll kind of have to see because the sun, the star, and the moon, uh, there's still a lot of questions to be find out, but we do. I still st- state the fact that this is Andy's arc. We're going to learn more about his past. We're going to learn more about his powers of undead and, like, other than just like, no matter how many times you kill him or you try to cut him up and everything, he just he does more than just growing it all back and just, uh, he does more than just growing these limbs back and using them like as these weapons. I think he can make different, like if he wants to, he can make separate entities of himself. Is what I feel like. It's possible. Um, in the chat they said when more people join on the review, on Ray was possibly is joining. It depends on his time with the baby. Um, James will not be able to join for the next couple of weeks. I think until the thirteenth or maybe the end of the month of next month, February. Um, so that is possible chance. But right now, it's only me and Sam hitting the review. Spicy. Um, she 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 didn't said anything. And the Prince Abe. Um, he will be joining back next Sunday. That's for sure, hundred percent. But he I think won't... the next following Sunday, because uh, uh, I'll tell you later. But yeah, Happy. the next following Sunday. Happy so uh, words on that. But we do know Fuko's unluckability still applies even if she's in spirit form because in that last panel, a meteor hit Andy and that's because of the unluck but then Unfuko has been built up and it touched him and everything. But then I'm curious about that because didn't Shin died as well but he lost his but he lost his um, he lost his Abilities. power. Yeah, yeah, and then it got passed down to What's her face? Um, Yen. 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 Thank you. Um, uh, then, remember, like, like he did die, but they got resurrected as a zombie in a way because they used the charm on him. She used the charm on him. Yeah. So, he, so technically, his soul was. It was just. It just so happened that his abilities went into Yin, but then, like, she used that. Uh, abil- used these weapons, these tricks, the yeah. world that like, with these weapons, used it onto him made him into her zombie like whatever she orders him to do she he would have to do it that's how it seemed to be when it comes to the old man master and his pro his uh proteges and everything like that because he killed his protege and he's killed all his other systems he just turned them into zombies so they work for him and stuff like that but the fuku her soul still being alive and still being out of her body i guess that makes sense that her spirit still has her spirit still has ability so that's what made Andy to get hit by the meteorite there. So it makes sense. And but it, it like if you, so it does make it does clear things up. If you if your soul if your soul is still around, 
your abilities will still happen. And yeah. that is actually pretty cool to know. It just means like you could, there's so many, it just gives me an idea of how to dodge death in a way. You, you've, you've dodged how, um, there's a lot of tricks to death apparently, but yeah, hopefully the book give us more rewards or at least a better, different idea, but we already know a new mission needs to start as well before yes. Rag, before Ragnarok would start again. I remember um, a lot of people, a lot of people used to theorize that Underlock was going to end around the hundred chapters. Because remember, in the beginning of the series, uh, there was a there was a hundred volumes of the of the romance story. Romance story. Yeah, I remember. Remember, Fuku and Andy had to find had to find the person that I was predicting the future, and they only had a hundred volumes, so. Mm. A lot of people are saying that maybe the series will only go up to 100 chapters, roughly around there. So, but from the way I see now, I think it's going to surpass 100 plus chapters. Um, definitely more than 100 chapters for sure. 100 volumes, I don't know about that. Oh, that Because remember, re- remember, she actually sped up the time so that both Fuko and Andy have their own training arc in a sort of way and get stronger than by figuring, having them figure out certain life experience. That you that most like shonen ma- shonen characters go through, and they, after they're going through that experience, is when they start training to be stronger and they become much stronger characters like later throughout and later on throughout the series. So you could even say this: um, not the whole hundred volume series can probably been reduced down to, I don't know, who knows, whatever. Honestly, just say, um, how much more can you write about Undead Unluck for? But at the same time, mm-hmm. it, it, at the at its standing, at its current standing, it's still popular enough where it could still have, uh, a good twenty volumes at this very moment. I see that for sure. Um, I feel like the series could end on the sweet spot, one hundred fifty, two hundred max. That's where I think it could end. So that's like fifteen, sixteen volumes. Yeah, most likely. I say a little bit further because there's still a lot more you can tell for the story for sure. Because if it's at 96 at this moment, and then a whole entire year of chapters is like 46 chapters, so you're saying like a year and less than a year and a quarter is gonna end. It could, um, it could end by next year, 2023. It could end. Like exactly next year, like at Jan- in the January or February kind of thing. <laughs> I feel like much longer. I feel like it still. Go for almost two years. Hey. Although Chainsaw Man ended around this time period, around this year, I think it around this ended, mark, uh, I think it actually ended in the ninety six or ninety seven. I'm about to tell you right now because actually, what's thinking about that? Let me tell you right now. Chainsaw Man like, ended with ninety seven chapters. Yeah, yeah. This is like around the sweet spot. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's still got another two more years on its belt for Undead Unlock. So there's no need to worry about that, especially when, um, uh, when it comes to when because like other series that's also ending too is Magu Chan. It's almost ending soon. The mangaka even said like it's it's we're about, there's a little bit more left, but it's not uh-huh. over yet. It's not over fully yet. And and Doctor Stone technically our MC has finally reached his main goal. What else is like really left for that series too? Wasn't that about to end as well? Wouldn't it? Would you say? 
Yeah, um, I believe last time I remember the mangaka was talking about they saying that's gonna end within the next year, so it should be ending this year or the yeah. beginning of twenty twenty three. So it's it's definitely less than fifty to sixty chapters left. So I'm fine with that as long as that um as long so as that they know it, what it, they're it's doing. It's just to like think ahead what's still pop what's still popular now and then what's gonna have to pick up and become even more popular later on. Because you know, like once Doctor Stone ends, who you still have JJK left, of course. You probably still have My Hero Academia left. We'll have Chainsaw Man back, Ben and Jump Plus. We'll still have Kaiju Number Eight still. Um, you're gonna have to think like you gotta kind of hope for more series to still be like sticking around, and still be alive to continue uh, the story, uh, its popularity and story for Shonen Jump Weekly. And not for the monthly, and not for the Jump Plus series. You you need something for a weekly Shonen Jump, weekly, yeah, weekly Shonen Jump and stuff, you know. Yeah. So overall, under like chapter ninety six was solid. Um, I enjoy the questions of Uma Ghost on Ruin. Um, Fuku somehow still surviving. I'm curious to know where the Unruin and um Uma Ghost go with Fuku's body. So curious to see what is this turn of events and what is gonna be the ramification for Andy and what's he gonna do for his training arc. How I see it is like Fuku can't couldn't really talk when she was in her ghost form. Yeah, I did notice that too. But I think the only person that she could talk to is probably the Uma ghost in itself. Knowing she can make contact with him, you know, for her to use her abilities onto him, you know, know the ghost. Uh, just in case you need to kill him, like uh, fall in love with him, you know, because that's how she is. She kills the person she loves, and that's like the saddest thing because she has to give the goodbyes to the people. But I don't know. The Uma Ghost doesn't just, it just seems like a whole father subject where, okay, I could prolong his life, but just give me souls. Yeah. Now, any last thought for Under Luck for us to move to the juicy? Of the series, I mean, I don't know about juicy. We're talking. We're gonna go into the cockroach area for JJK. It's just to bug you, but yeah, let's go <laughs> into let's go into our Jujutsu Kaisen chapter one seventy three review discussion. You want to start this one first? Yeah. Um. So I reread um chapters one seventy to one seventy two just to understand the fight, the fight mm-hmm. choreography, and I gotta say, man, I can't wait to see. Can't wait to see this fight. Uh, Robin Megumi, my man Hengate, my man. There's a lot of fights I would like to see, like. But just this fight on its own, because I was reading it, it just shows you how smart Megumi is, and just shows you. I mean, he he was kind of smart and reckless during the Shibuya arc in itself. But he was reckless. Here he was smart. He knew how to use. He knew how to use his domain. He gave the hand to hand combat, and he knew from his past experience of battles what each of his Shigami can do and can because he even acknowledged that his bird cannot take him too high, not too far in distance. He knows its limit. So I love how he acknowledges that and is honest about that. So that's one thing I love about. I mean, like your your opponent is dying. You might as well tell him the entire battle strategy plan. Like, yeah, there was really no way for me to escape in the first place, but I could still win if I trap you in a place where I know I can win in a certain area space. It's like saying like, 
Do you know how to fight a samurai or someone with a long sword weapon? Fight them in a cramped space. Like, you know, like in like a corridor room so they could have a hard time pulling their sword. They have a hard time moving, that sort of thing. Like, it's just, it's just literally about thinking your opponent, what's their abilities, how could they fight and everything like that. This, what I find out from Reggie, what I think of from Reggie is I think he may, he was one of the old uh, cursed spirits, I think. Because he seems to know Kenjaku and he knows Ken, Tenjin, uh, Tengen. Yes, so that was what I was going to bring up. So I love how Megumi starts to question now more, can you trust Tengen? Because even uh, Reggie said like, hey, you know, because Tengen and Kenjaku have some type of connections. Like, and plus Tengen, you cannot trust somebody that doesn't give you all the information that you should know about. So I feel like Reggie kind of made Abu Megumi know what is to trust and not to trust from Tengen. And like, it kind of makes sense though, because if everybody really think about it, the last we've heard of Tengen officially and actually seen him in person was that mission that he gave to Gojo and uh, Jin- Kenjaku where they had to bring the new host body, his yep. Tengen's new host body and that sort of stuff, basically. But unfortunately, assassins hired Toji to kill her and stop thwart the whole entire plan and everything, that sort of thing. And what's funny was, if you think about it, Kenjaku and Tengen were technically on the same side. Well, Tengen as the Ten- Tengen as the client, while Kenjaku and Gojo were the workers. The, they're the uh, commissioners. Uh, but at the same time, there's so much changes that's been happened, even though Kenjaku is not Kenjaku in, uh, anymore. Um, he's, he's the brain he's the brain guy now. Yeah, Kenjaku's not the brain of Yuji's mom, and it became now the Ghetto. brain of Ghetto. And like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry that the whole confusion of the Kenjaku is uh, Ghetto. Ghetto, this was the entire time, but I'm pretty sure Ghetto still has the main, the same idea where uh, maybe things would be better if everybody become a uh, sorcerer instead of just humans. Let's just get rid of all the humans and just uh, leave only the remaining strong of the cursed sorcerer alive and everything like that. Evolution, they call but- it. But we also get did get our our confirmation because we did. Um, I think Yumi spoke about last week or two weeks ago that we knew our boy Reggie. He was from the old time, and he even brought up on his deathbed that like, hey, I lost to somebody from this generation. And also, I think he said something to um, be young. Yeah, um, he said it in this chapter. Uh, he said that where is it? I was smarted by I was by a modern sorcerer and a kid to boot. So yeah, he, that's that's Ma- that's Megumi. They're both well, Megumi. He's a young kid and a current sorcerer. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, Reggie. That's confirmation that Reggie is from the old times. Yeah, when he got accepted to to the yeah, that's how that, that's why I said before, like yeah, it's confirmed that Reggie was an old cursed sorcerer. Oh, okay, and. Uh, yeah, at least he's not like petty, petty. Where like, all right, I lost. I'm gonna die anyway. And how about I'll give you, I'll give you all of my points, and then you're gonna, and then I'm gonna die. You get five more points to your name. That sort of situation. That sort of thing. Putting that, Megumi should have um fifty six points or fifty one points. 
I, I mean, he killed so. once. He, he killed one sorcerer. But that was one point, right? Or that was five points? No, five points because he's a sorcerer. He killed the sorcerer. Okay. Uh, killing uh, Reggie gives him another five points, and him giving him forty-one points, fifty-one points altogether. So, halfway there until you make a new rule. Oh yeah, so Megumi has fifty-one points. Uh, because I sent a picture to the group chat, and I'm looking at, and I'm looking at. At the Tokyo one, um, three people have died only right now: Reggie, Hari, and Haba. So the only people that are alive right now is Hanyu, Amai, the girl that just appeared, uh, Karusu Hana, and then the scorpion girl, the scorpion here girl, the girl that had the wings that flew. That's uh, Angel. Yeah, that's yeah, Angel. Yeah, the Angel. Um, Karusu Hana, and then both Yuji and. Higurumi both have one point, and Megumi has fifty-one points. So it's <laughs> the only one that has points that we know on the scoreboard. As a boy does a bomb, and he left after he found out that his boy died. He said, "Hey, I'm out. I'm going home." And he, I mean, it makes sense. Your your friend or your leader is technically dead. What else can you even do? You're technically free, aren't you? Not because Reggie seemed to have his own like men. His own like arm, small mini yeah, the squad. Uh, commanders, attendants kind of sort of thing. But if your leader is already dead, you're a new guy. You're a new man. You do whatever you want kind of situation. Um, even though like, even though like Megumi was the one that kills Reggie, he made him die slowly by letting him bleed out with from his neck. And that's some like, that's some cold shit. <laughs> that's some cold cold shit. Like uh, and plus, that was neither Reggie that he that he did that he did something nice enough to actually give him a point. Bro, he was killing him. <laughs> he, he like, you're right. It's more like, all right, I'm gonna die anyway. I get to fight someone in the modern curse sorcerers, uh, curse sorcerers that's strong enough or smart that's smart enough to be able to beat me, and I'm dying. What's the point of even continuing keeping these forty-one points? Remember in the begin, remember in chapter one seventy or one sixty-nine, where he said like, where Megumi killed that that first sorcerer he killed, and that guy had like fifty, like forty-one points and that sort of stuff. But since he never transferred his points, automatically dead. He had twenty-eight. Yeah, and it was Hadi. Yep. And uh, he killed him without having exchanging your points. It's not like it's gonna go anywhere. It's not like. It's like having money when you're alive, but you die. Do you really take the money with you while you're dead? True. So it's yeah. kind of like so it's kind of it was kind of his last will. So mm-hmm. it's kind of his last will. Okay. It it's more like uh, GG man. Here's the points. Take the money. Same thing with Pokemon. With Pokemon. <laughs> if you, uh, you beat the trainer, all right, give me your pocket money. <laughs> Unless that you have true. a whole, unless you have a whole Alpha Snorlax coming after you, <laughs> that is true. They'd be happy. I'm like, so technically, I have to rob you. So like, that's like what's happening here. But chat said, for real, my understanding: Kenjaku wants to bring Golden Age of the Sorcerer again. Mm-hmm. Wallace get to just one and non sorcerer to die. I agree. Yeah, no, that was the plan. That was the idea, mental of both sides of Geto and uh, Kenjaku, because um. No, so because, but at the same time, like you know, uh, Gojo wanted, was in this in his younger days during that time. He's like, "Yo, I'm I'm with with I'm with these guys. I would like, why don't we just kill all of the cultists, kill all these humans who 
pray to these curse sorcerers, gods, and shit like that, and just get rid of them as if they were ants. But it only took over time where Gojo starts like having sympathy for humanity. He had students of his own. Yeah, he has emotions for these people, and, and it it just flipped around when it came to Ghetto because he he started hating these cultists even more when he found the twins that were being locked up because they treated them the peop the her village their villages the village people were like treating them as they were monsters they were cursed people. And they weren't treated as humans. They literally locked them up like animals. And that's where Get Ghetto saw the dark side of people. And he starts changing his mind. Like, yeah, you know, you right. Gojo was right all along. These people don't deserve to live. Those who don't have power, those who are just humans, those who are just non-sorcerers, we need to, like, eliminate them in general. And I guess but for Kenjaku, if you both see eye to eye in this sort of situation, take possession of the guy. It just really makes me wonder because remember how when Gojo when he first met him and when Yuji asked him like Gojo was up to the point that he was tired of these older people that was in charge of the sorcery type of system he mm -hmm. was willing to kill all the old people just to just to reestablish a better hierarchy system and it's just like now mm -hmm. seeing with the calling games there's more like a freedom of to kill anybody you want. I wonder how Gojo within the circle, yes. within these circles of exactly. games, of course. But so, like, I'm curious to see like how would he have reacted? Like, would he actually have gone and murdered people just like he did in Shibuya because he had no choice? Or now that he has a choice, would he still kill people? That's what I'm curious to, to see on this character. If if we had the chance to see him and he and he wasn't sealed, I'm curious about that. Um. So. It's it's it, it can it, it can really have gone almost Both anywhere yeah. in this sort of thing, because like how the Culling game was released and it was unlocked and every all these old cursed sorcerers were released. This was because of Mahito's ability. Remember, Kanjaku absorbed Mahito so that he can use his ability. Uh, the whole like form ch physical form chasing of Uzumaki. Uh huh. Yeah, like remember, like uh, I forgot her name. She said, "Like, yo, did you hear? Do you hear of a cursed spirit that's named uh, Mahito?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, we can't let Kenjaku absorb him like that. We're kind of too late for that." Oh, well, okay. We're, we're kind of stuck. We have no choice but to like. He has Kenjaku had all the power in that sort of situation because Mahito he needed Mahito to be stronger, beyond strong enough where he can use his cursed technique. With Uzumaki, and unbreak the curse lock of all the previous sorcerers, and and restart the calling game again, which is an insane, like crazy strategy to do. And now it's every sorcerer for themselves, and only the top sorcerers can join Kenjaku in his evolution of powerful sorcerers in this entire world. I guess you can see because we've seen it. He went to China for this. It's like, yo, like I'm gonna, I'm setting yo, up an army. I still want to know I, about that. Like him going to China, and I really want to know more about that. I think it's more like, hey, we got an army now, and I see you guys are interested in cursed sorcery. You know, you're gonna see the results of the culling game, where I have all these strong soldiers on my side. That's one way or another. I'm gonna control them, and you're gonna use them. But you're gonna see like how much it could benefit your country when it comes to like population, 
when you have millions of millions and billions of people in your life and you're going to have more sorcerers, you remember the calling game helped unleashed non-sorcerers into becoming sorcerers. It gave them like their own curse technique abilities and that sort of thing. You were either to, you stay human, you never unlock any abilities and never become a sorcerer and that sort of stuff, or the calling game have pushed you, pushed your human evolution to start having curse techniques, curse abilities, and that all that sort of situation. It's more like I think he wants he he would he in a way he could sell this to China, be like, I want to make super soldiers. I want to make my people into curse sorcerers oh, and I want to use them and I want to use them to work conquest. Think of it this way. Think of it this way. Curse sorcerers are the nuclear weapons of the of the people of their world and shit like that. That is true because I'm looking at the picture we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Technically, ten circles going on right in Japan. Mm-hmm. And technically, it's survival of the fittest of what who exactly. comes on top. Because right now, um, going to the end of the later half of the chapter, mm-hmm. we get uh, me, our boy Megumi gets knocked out. He's tired, and then our angel appears. We don't know Funny, because they because they, they were looking for her in the first place because she's able to unlock the uh, Gojo's prison from the back door because that was Tengen's strategy. Um, I mean, it kind of break it kind of like kills two birds with one stone in a sort of way. I doubt the angel wants to kill Megumi at this moment. Yeah, but I definitely because... can't. I could definitely can see like. She might help them in a sort of way. That's my assumption. I hope because she seems good from her eyes in the page 12. Like her eyes look like she genuinely came to help him. And question. Angel. Holy. Yeah, know, that's you, too. So, but then we know. I'm about down, say, boy, we, but we what, know but about we, other stories. Exactly. <laughs> we know that story too. You know, the suddenly sins, those angels aren't good. But then we don't want we don't want our boy Megumi to just die like this at this very moment. But oh, what? But but for some reason, every battle from him, after every single battle, he will win. But man has to get knocked out and get some rest. He always faints because like he overexerts himself. He he pushes himself by surpassing his limit. He plus ultra. But then, did you die? though? did you die? <laughs> no. He fainted. He's unconscious. So. Technically, anything can happen. So he ain't dead. He ain't well, dead. Question. Though. So I'm a bit. I, I don't know if the words confused here, but I wanted to get some confirmation in case the audience as well. So Sam, in page ten eleven, what exactly happened? Because the wolf came to attack our girl here, mm-hmm. uh, our girl Remy. But then somebody below says no. The sister. Megumi. The sister. His sister, right? Yeah. But then that's that's not her real. No, it's it's not really her. It's just in his head. In his head, right? Okay, it's cool. Sumiki's head, like in his head, just telling him, like, have a conscious. She's just a victim. She's not. She's innocent. You don't have to kill her. And it's like, fine, whatever. I'm, I'm out. Like, whatever. We're not gonna kill her, even though she betrayed his trust. Remember, he's like, yo, get away from me, or else I will kill you the next time I see you. And she dead ass attacked him. Yeah. The so next following chapter. I just want to confirm it because I felt like that was his sister, but I'm like, wait, isn't she? You know, not here. But then. But he said that that was in his conscience, so good. All right, so I was going to about that. By the way, for anybody that's read or did read the series that got canceled, she looked a lot like the sister in Phantom Seer. The older sister in Phantom Seer. Eh. 
And that design, hell yes, Sam. Meh. No, she was blindfolded. Okay, but like literally hair, mouth, and everything else looked the same. The only thing is the blindfold. It's but just long hair. It's just long hair is your only comparison, that sort of thing. True. But now so I actually I, I wanted to talk about a couple of changes before that. So oh, apparently God. the bomb guy never died. We all thought that he 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 died by a thousand years of death from um, our comedian boy. <laughs> True. Unfortunately, that that, uh, it makes things more interesting about the bomb guy's curse technique even more. He can blow up himself and just come back to, again. It's kind of like a weird regeneration. It's just. It just depends how it works. Is, is, is man that Willy Coyote? All these traps that he keeps doing, all these accidents he goes in, the explosion and all that stuff, he just comes back alive kind of situation? He undead? Most likely. But, like, and then the new ability, the new the comedian guy's ability is interesting itself. So, I think it was Ray who said this. Like, he got to take 70, 30 damage if he choose to. Yes, he did. Cause remember, like, uh, he, uh, the bomb guy was like, seriously, what's wrong with this guy? He could have died. He should have died like five times over from the bombs and explosion. But the damage that applied to him was just literally so little of its impact. Um, and his and his first wounds has been already been healed. Yes, uh, for both for both the comedian, um. And the bomber dude, so it looks like they're having their own way to survive, or their own. It's also it, it's also weird that the alert from the bomb guys literally tells them, "Hey, your master's dead. What? Uh, move on. What's your next move?" Kind of situation, kind of thing. And then we learn more <laughs> about the comedians. Uh, it, it it's really fully weird. Like first he was okay with it. Uh, all right, cool. You on your own. And then he's like, hey, yo, can I borrow some points? Can I borrow some money from you? Can I dial a dollar? Can I hold a dollar? Can yeah, I hold because... a dollar from you kind of thing? And then, and then the scripture, Gege says, so Takaba's power is comedian. When he comes with something that he certainly, he certain will be funny, it becomes reality. What I'm coming with that is if, he's, if he figures out, if he thinks of a joke, and I guess his 30% say he thinks it's funny, his 30% will literally Bring out saying I'm funny. Kind so of, technically, bring out the joke kind of thing. Sam, so technically, what Chad said because I was about to say something very similar to that. Imagine if the comedian says Gojo should try thinking outside the box, and that's how Gojo gets free. That would be pretty cool. Honestly. That would be pretty cool because, like that, mo but that box when it says it's a cursed technique capable of opposing even Satori Gojo, that brings another thing, and see, it's been used. It's, it's been used twice, and it's been pretty lightly too. I don't. I don't know about lightly, but I feel like it's so, uh, it's so like on the nose eggshell. It's so eggshell. It's like you might like it's so. It sounds so easy, but at the same time, there's so much horrible consequences that comes with this. I just feel like if the conditions are met to what this comedian can do, then it's possible that you could break this eggshell. That's possible for Goji to get out because this is one of the few more times they have mentioned Goda because for Gadget to actually put it telling us that it's a curse technique capable of opposing even Satoru Gojo for us the audience to see that he's even comparing Gojo's power to him in curse technique that means Gojo might be coming out soon and maybe it's the fault but, of the comedian 
Oh, the health. No, but there's but there's also the downside of it because I've, unfortunately, that condition also applies where he doesn't know what he's doing. He didn't know how there's a build. He doesn't know his own curse technique, and he's utterly clueless. You know what he reminds me of now? Uh, Haruto uh, Shikimo, that the crazy guy with the hand for a sword. Oh yeah, I hate him. Remember how like his curse technique is that is the whole lucky, where he can dodge death. If he gets a certain amount of him dodging death, but every time he uses it, he loses even more of his memories. Yeah. And like, and like it just, and then the last attack that he got unfortunately became from Sukuna, and he died from this. It's kind of a situation of for uh the comedian himself in a sort of way he'll never realize his own curse technique but uh, but it's really op all of a sudden and that sort of thing and it's um it, it, it's definitely interesting but it's also kind of scary now because this eggshell line of saying it's a curse technique capable of opposing even satori gojo it really makes you question because <laughs> i'm curious on what that exactly means and what is get you trying to lead up to because it's possible. And then knowing... <laughs> I love what Genji did in page 9. Talking about wolves. Saying that the unknown wolves. The pack of wolves. And wolves always will. I love that. And then you transition to a boy Megumi wolf. I just love that. That's beautiful setup and beautiful transition. So I just love that setup. So I just want to shout out for that. But the thing is about that, Liz, it's just literally about, remember when I said, like, she's a victim? She is a victim. She's yeah. just been, she just has no clue. And we, from the further on we've learned about her, she has, her mind is like a child. So from page nine, I'm sorry, yeah, page nine, you see what all these bills, what I can actually see is, like, Reggie was doing a whole credit card scam and then set up all these bills because he wants all the receipts. Remember his abilities? He can literally make come to yep. life of these receipts and these abilities. He was just building his whole entire arsenal of weapons and everything. And like it's just like she was just being used. What's to say, like, you know, those credit card scammers, like, oh yes, I approve of these bills, I approve of these uh spendings and approve of all that stuff. She was just being used from the beginning for all of these like expenses. Like she gets the luck. She had the, I guess, she, she, under her name, she was using all these luxury of the spa, of these weapons, of the sword, and all that stuff like that. And she had them physically. But for Reggie, as long as he has these receipts, he's good. He is golden. He can use these for himself and these weapons, including that spa day, the whole swords, the whole uh, cars, and real estate, and that sort of stuff. But you know the problems with credit cards? If you don't pay them back, you if you don't pay back your credit card bills, they take back everything in that sort of situation. I I, I definitely see it from here. She was just being used as a uh, credit card scam person, and uh, luck, lucky for her, she was spared by Megumi. Um, I agree. She was just a She was just being uh. used and being a victim of the uh, credit card scams. No, she I was the victim. She was the, she was she was the victim of the credit card scam and. Being used by men who are wolves and all that stuff like that. But like I said, like beautiful transition to compare about that and then with our boy Megumi. So I'm ready to transition to the car coach and the old man and our boy that looks like 
from Hunter x Hunter and the other series that Lil Jojo. Uh, was, no. My comparison was Josuke. My comparison was Josuke and uh, Lucifer's jacket. With Lucifer's jacket. Okay, that works too. Yeah. Um, but let's get to it because this is interesting. So we finally get into the Sendai colony, and we have right there a good five people that we know of because the rest are killed. Because well, um, that old man is killed. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm saying the rest of the people that was. It, in the colony were killed because each of them have a point of 91, point of 77, a point of 70, and point He's already of... high rankings from that area is what yeah. basically has been said. And plus a point of 54, which the most ugliest one is the cockroach one, and I hate it. But it's interesting because... Well, it's a curse, it's a cursed spirit from Kenjaku. So but he, he was placed there for a reason. It has a point of 54 people that it has killed. But its rank is special grade, but it's all, but lying dormant until a certain condition disappears. Do you have any theory of what could be the certain condition that is waiting for? Uh, when do you think cockroach like are more rampant or comes out from? I don't know, Sam. Um, I hate cockroaches. At night. Ah, uh, night. You know, like when the, when the lights are off, the cockroach comes out and just swarms and just beats around and that sort of stuff. Oh, that's why the background is dark. Ah, exactly. Like ah. it's running. So I'm guessing it hunts at night while everybody else is just exploring and doing their own thing. Ah, makes sense. But, but then, like, we'll eventually learn about the certain conditions. Oh uh, yeah. And then we learn. We learn about the girl that controls the sky. Yeah, that's an interesting one. That that one actually got me fascinated because it said that her cursing allows her to control the sky. But it puts in quotation. So I wonder what the sky is. I wonder if it's the wind. I wonder if it's a trajectory. Because she also has body parts. So I'm curious I about it's, that. I think it's because the cloud. I think with the clouds. No, you see through her. You see uh, through yeah. her body parts and her, everything like that is what it's trying to say. But I'm curious of what does it mean by controlling the sky. I wonder if it's controlling the weather. Controlling... Uh, Probably. Probably the pressure, is. gravity. Yeah, that too. So it can already mean anything of what control the sky is. I'm just going to assume everything. Yeah, because girl just floating up there. So it could already mean gravity. It could already mean the pressure of the atmosphere. It could already... Weather. It could... Well, if she's floating, I don't know. Wait, it could be wind. That's it gravity. Be, yeah, it's so it could, it could be wind because that's why she's floating up there. She's controlling the wind pressure. For her to be up there, so it could be weathering that in that in that scenario. She's so also the she used to be she used to be the leader, a captain of assassin of assassin squad. Yeah, so she's the lead. That shows you that. Um, the guy that has the hot shot who boosts of the highest curse energy of out of all the players. Um, uh, he's boasted. No, he was just flaunting himself. He was yeah. just um, he was just in in his own clock. Cloud, but, basically. But, um, Sam, I don't know what's going to kill him first. Um, l- lung cancer? Or I don't know if it's going to be Alba Utah because my boy is clearly smoking a good 10-something some, 10 cigarettes already in the whole city. We'll smoke through packets, eh? And those people still get some type of disease going on there because my boy's just chilling there and just smoking the cigarettes. So, goddamn. And this guy, Drew 
Larakawa. Um, he's an interesting one, but you know he don't seem that interesting because he got killed that fast. Fumble Utah. But it makes sense why he had to die first. If he killed nine more civilians, or at least two more sorcerers, or one sorcerer and four civilians, he has enough points to make a new rule. Do not give anybody a bit the chance to make a new rule, and he had to be the perfect. He had to be the only first target to be coming for. But you know, our boy Utah man has no chill. He will kill to kill. Some and some and the crazy thing about this archipelic uh, uh, civil war member veteran soldier, I'm gonna guess, is that he actually had. Uh, he he once single handedly conquered the, yeah with the Civil War with a second with he had two type of independent Shikigami and their orbital trajectories constitute his own domain. So he had his own domain expansion. He had two Shikigamis, and from the setting, from where where that guy is, he seems like he's to be in a state a stage or a stadium because behind him were like movie seats. He had like a whole like a whole nest, and he was doing a whole. Meditation kind of thing. Unfortunately, the Gege Town, like if they all worked together, they would have had a chance against Utah. Oh, but then, yeah. unfortunately, everybody wants to be their own alphas, like alpha Pokemons. They don't do their own shit without banding together with a trainer. And they're stupid for that because they, that... they got picked off one by one. But they don't know. They don't know how strong Utah is. Utah is still the is a modern sorcerer. They and these old guys, these people. We're old sorcerers, and but I love what I love what we found out. No, sorry, I love what was said for Utah himself. I love how three months after the night parade of a hundred demons, which Yuta was the uh, back, the, the, uh, the uh, Shibuya arc. Yeah, remember when? Uh, yeah, and Utah came back to become a special great sorcerer, second only to Satoru Gojo in unusual abilities. So the this translation says that. In the other translation, it says a unique abilities um, could, um, uh, if I, I'm trying to find it, but it's just saying that he could outbest Satoru Gojo. So I love that. In a way, it's what, in that translation, that is correct. Because Utah is reverse curse technique person. Yeah. It's the, so, it's the best. It's the best reverse curse technique sorcerer that they have. So I just love how Utah is getting this spotlight. And it's present time, so I hope we see more of him in fighting against these other three characters, because one of them died already. Four. So. Four. The Kakarotch, the Fry Girl, the... Um, yeah, three. Uh, uh, three? I thought that was five. No, uh, Yuta's taking the fifth one. Uh-huh. So that's why I said three. But so yeah, the be... place already looked wrecked. Yeah. The entire, like, um, Sendai city looks wrecked. Yeah, so that's why it's going to be pretty that's, interesting. What's um, that giant curse thing? Or like that bug thing? It looks like, like... It looks like... There's um, two of them. There's, there's one in the left, and then there's one in the right. Oh, shit. The one in the right, I did not notice. I just saw the bird there. I did not notice the one on the right. But like, remember, they were there before when... Uh, remember when Kanjaku yeah, took one of Yuji's um, friends, and then like you saw one sitting, and then yeah. another pair... And then you just see these same things around there too. So it maybe could be the same one. That could be the case. Uh, I don't know if they were in Sendai City though. That's not where Yuji and his yeah, friends I, in high school I, was. I, 
I think it was in, I think it was around Tokyo one or two, or I think it was in Kyoto. It has to be around that area because I don't think it was in Sendai. So it definitely makes sense of why we're going to the perspective of Utah, especially when the movie is going to come out in the U.S. in March. From now to March, you have Ooh, a good you you have you you have a good six to eight weeks to write about Utah and what he's been up to and. It, I mean, that's enough chapters to go into yep. fights, uh, his struggles of what's been going on, what's happening in Sendai City, all that stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if Utah becomes the last man standing in, U- in Sendai City. Because remember, be shocked, and I hope only so. the top of the top can survive. And yeah, this is something. But and then the whole insignia that we got from like uh, page fourteen. I'm sorry, eighteen. Eighteen, yeah. It reminds me of uh, the foot, the shredder kind of thing. The, the, oh yeah, the I see that. The, the whole ninja star kind of thing. I see that. Or it's because four strongest, right? You literally have the four, uh, almost the mark onto it, going around in circles, and it comes into their own stalemate until a long came Utah comes in to just eliminate them one by one. Curious to see what Juta could be doing the next couple of weeks because Sam brings up a good point for marketing and storytelling to have him the next friend to write and and for the movie is still going on in Japan and also could be coming to West. This will be great marketing for the series and with Juta being out there. So I feel like that'll be a great strategy for the series and for Gidget himself to make that more money in the moonlight. So I highly agree on that. It also makes more like Who's gonna have enough? Who's gonna make enough points to be able to change the rule as well? It's more like if they know the for sure that they can't like, uh, if they're not gonna be able to beat Utah, or if they feel like they're gonna be in a power struggle, they're gonna make up a new rule for the cunning killing games for them for their own survival. Because it's been like weeks already. You kind of have to figure out like if what happens if I actually make a hundred points. What rule should I make for the culling games that works the benefit of myself? That's usually how it is when it comes to that's how battle strategy is when it's everybody for themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, than that, Sam, have any more thoughts on JJK? Because I'm ready to move on to the last series, which is technically beat by myself for the next five minutes or less. It's just you, yourself, and you. All right. Can we talk about Black Clover chapter 320 and 321? Oh, Sam is actually going to leave me, leave me. Oh, wow. Man. Bye, Sam. All right. So, chapter 320, 321, we're going to be talking about it. And 320, I gotta say, that was last week's chapter. Dope chapter. Um, Our boy Lucifer, the art for Lucifer, I gotta say. Talk about that. That's a great way to show his anger, his rage, and his streaming. Because I gotta say, in page two, um, page two, chapter 320, really well done. Because it gives that anger of how he feels and how much he hates Asta and how he hates the filthy brat. So I love that. Um, also, um, a boy. Uh, real. Um, uh, sorry, not real. Um, Dorothy and Charlotte working together, and Marilona. She continues to go fire, surpassing a limit. She continues going at it. But Asta's magic is gone out. He's about to knock out. Jack continues going and working the rope, but nothing can they do. But I love how. Ah, not love. I feel bad that. Nazel Silva continues getting to work and getting the smacking shit out of his face by Lucifer. I feel bad because I should like him as a character, but he just getting to work on him. But Marilona and Fuego 
the double team fire uh fire slam fire salamander attack. It sucks they didn't do shit though. Because the page said the nice nice one page as a magic knight, as my prey, and both of them, brother and sister, using the left and, and one of them using the right. Beautiful. But it just sucks that they didn't do shit. And then Lucifer just knocks them all down. Like he literally grabs Fuego's head, knocks him down to the ground. And it just shows that this chick's the I think they're supposed to be uh Magicula, if I'm correct, that is supposed to be her. We have not gotten a confirmation that it's her, which is uh is guessing that's her or that's another devil that came out of the portal and just be chilling and hanging there. So doesn't imagine of that's the mansion magic that's the only reason they could fight. But our boy also was about to get a whole foot smash and then this was a nice double spray because I actually got hyped to see, you know, with both his Grimoire and just looking nice and confident with his star magic. So it's pretty dope that he came in and swing. But 321, I like the most because I hate this character. If you know him as a Black Hole fan, I, I hate our boy Second with passion. I hate Second so fucking much. And like, he's not a bad dude. I just don't like him. Like, he's. He's like, he's literally fucking annoying. Like, he's literally a character that just hates for no damn reason. And I just said it. Like, all right, cool. You do want to hate? Hate. But, like, at least have a reason, my guy. But he literally has it getting his self-re-evaluation, asking himself in life, like, why are we still here? Why are we still doing this? Why are we trying to survive? Like, even the captains couldn't do shit. The captains have all lost and and have gotten their hands handed to them. And yet, and yet, people are still trying to fight. Like, he sees you know, still trying to fight Lucifer. And then he's, and then he also noticed that he has a green more from the speaking kingdom and has a green more of the core kingdom. So he noticed that, he acknowledges that. And like, why do you have put so much faith for Asta? So the question that, so like, well, what's going on here? And I like how Fuego, I mean, Fuego, Marilona and you know, never expected I would want that team up. Because Marilona, the fire up person, you know, the one that tries to hype himself up and the rival towards Asta. And like, she didn't get to see on the battlefield kid number two. So she makes a joke, but she also acknowledges, you know, as a person that could be on battle and could be by her side. So that's a great acknowledgement as her as a character, but also as you know, as a character. So it's pretty dope. Love that very much. And then we get how. Second question himself through all the past couple of years that he felt like he was high on the ropes, high on top, between all on his own village, back to the Magic Knight entrance exam. He felt like he could have been better than anybody else, but he just had the bad luck of straw. He met Asta, he lost against Asta, he felt like shit, but then everyone supports Asta, everyone supports you know. So, like, he feels like why couldn't I get stronger? That's what he should have done. That's what he starts questioning himself. And then Asta gets back up. And then our girl, Mimosa, going over her magic, using her ultimate magic. And she's just telling him, like, yo, you're not really up there to shape. You, you, you can't go through it. And the second, like, you're still completely trash. What do you think that you can do like that? All the captains went on that guy and they couldn't still win. You're just a peasant with zero magic. Like it's gonna matter if you're there or not. You're nothing just. And then this is what I like about Sekki. Even though I hate this guy so much, 
I like about this. He's like, damn it, damn it, damn it all. I had it all this time. Why didn't I get stronger like you? And I love this because even though I hate Tekken, I've said this so many times right now in this review itself, but I hate Tekken as a character, but for him to acknowledge his own weakness, his own flaws as a human, his own flaws as a person that he could have done better as a Magic Knight instead of acting all boast, instead of acting all tough, instead of acting such a better person than what you could have been, instead of you knowing of how weak you are and all you want to do is run, but you could have actually brought and be strong and stand side by side with Asta. I feel like that's an accomplishment as a character. I'm very happy to see Seke do this. Will this turn around and actually make me like this son of a bitch? Most likely not. But it was dope. Curious to see what Asta's gonna do because he's literally down to the ground. He's basically his whole face, his whole eyes, his whole bandana, his whole outfit. It literally burned, thrashed around, and my boy's literally saying, you know, I'm on my way. I'm like, bitch, what are you going to do? What are you going to do in the battlefield right now that you couldn't do before? So I'm curious to see what the team was going to be. We still don't know much about Asta's character. We find out that you know came from the Spade Kingdom. We still don't know much about Asta. We only know about his five-leaf grimoire. We know uh, no real confirmation about Asta's mom because a lot of people are like trying to put two and two together. I still believe that it could be Asta's mom, but I'm still in the same boat. That we have no confirmation whatsoever that is Asta's mom in those type of records. So yeah, they have white hair. Same type of devil that they hung out with. Same devil that Asta has with him. Our boy Libe. But overall, Asta, Seke, it just, it just really makes you wonder, like, what can Asta really do in his condition? Is Seke going to help him? Is our boy Seke going to do some type of duo? Um, do a shield or anything like that, but it just could be in any type of turn events. So, overall, this Black Card chapter was int um interesting. Um, it was entertaining. Nothing great, too spectacular. I'm curious to see if Mimosa is gonna have any type of um any type of counter turn stuff because she said I don't have enough magic. The spell came undone. She's nowhere near recovered. So. No mimosa, but I got beer for brunch. True. I would like a beer too. I have some beer, so I don't know why I'm saying that. I would like some beer when I have some beers in my fridge. Of course, light, but you know, not that perfect. But yeah, uh, I think we're good, right? Yeah. Or for, are we yeah, for doing black, ranking? Uh, we're doing the ranking right after this. So, Black Card Chapter 2, um, what was it? 220. 320 and 321 was entertaining overall. Hopefully, you guys like the chapter. Let me know in the comments section below what you thought about Black Clover and what you, what you think is Seki gonna do something after actually realizing his own flaw and weakness as a character. Saying that why he talks so much shit towards Asta when he didn't even do anything himself. Do you think that he's gonna make any type of big realization and, and understand that about himself? Who knows? But Asta, what the fuck are you gonna do? Because boy, you look so badder that you could just fall with a little flinch. So curious to see where's that gonna go. But Sam, like key transition, now it's our turn to talk about what was your favorite chapter of today's of Weekly Shonen Jump issue number nine, Sam. Um, honestly, automatically JJK was the best one out of it because it wasn't. I, I gotta be honest, a lot of these chapters weren't like fully great. I would say. Like, 
like you said with like like you heard from people with undead unluck it's almost repetitive i wouldn't say it's repetitive but it's just uh it's, it's taking us time a little bit for these three for the this last three previous chapters of kelly fuko uh, finding a way to bring her back back in a way with loophole and then, then the third one still kind of dead but she's captured again because remember she's been captured so many different times in different situations but she always pulls through in her endless ability exactly but there's not much more we can learn there's not much need to learn even more about fuko about her abilities and what can she do it's going to have to be from andy's perspective andy's perspective into this stuff and not just for I got a plan to help Fuko escape. I got a plan to how we're going to kill Spring. I got a plan how we're going to be able to stop them and all that other thing, that sort of stuff. As well as being able to how to stop Unruin. Um, but as I was saying, there wasn't too many chapters that showed out a lot. I unfortunately have not been caught up with One Piece yet or with Dr. Stone. So um, I can't give my thoughts and opinions about those just yet. Mashalbin's fine. Um, they sh- but the thing is, it wasn't as uh, you, you read you were reading you read Marshall, right? Um, I'm three chapters behind, so I'm almost there. No, so. that's fine. Remember when the older brother used his like the third line and he uses his own godlike powers of the spear, right? Weapon? Oh, the, the spear. spear. Yeah. We we find another one who uses god power. He uses Poseidon's. Oh the, uh, shit! A god of Poseidon. But it wasn't as fully impressive to me compared to Kronos or compared to uh, the God of War, uh, compared to the other people. It was like, it's water. But still, it's it's more like how he was using it and how like the kind of personality he became just because when he's using it, it didn't really affect me as well. Sakamoto days, um, it's touching into a new arc where they're going back to school. Okay. I can see where it's going because everybody's going back to school, including Sakamoto. Wait, what? Wow. Okay. It didn't yeah. Happen. Exactly. Like you're going into assassin school. Interesting, because I'm um um it's on chapter fifty six. I'm on chapter fifty because I was on chapter forty two. That's a bit behind. So by today or tomorrow, I should be cut with Sakamoto days and also uh and with Masho. So because I just come to. Mission Jujutsu family because I was um ten chapters behind so I'm cut up with that. But to transition, Sam, I'm on the same page with you. JJK was my favorite chapter of today. Um, JJK was great. The lore, the characters. Um, uh, we we're gonna see more different characters. Yuta, what's he gonna do next? So I'm very happy about that. Ayashima um, looked really nice. The the artwork for it looked really good. The story seems a little bit simple. Of where it's going, because this chapter is entitled "The Backstory of the Boss Sister." Um, I think it's fine. I think it's just it's just bringing out the her motivations. It's just letting her know, like, I ain't like my dad, even though like the people that helps him keeps encouraging me to tell to be that he does love you and the whole um we all assist him like we we all assist you that like, we assist you. You're our master forever loyalty, and that's not the thing. But I, I get it. It's not too bad for having it in chapter 10. We're, we're just, it's just going to be a little bit more slower now in the next coming chapters, considering where they've planned it, where she needs to take a break, he needs rest, and everybody else needs to oh. like figure out a better plan of how we're going to put this all together, that sort of thing. 
Okay, that's good to know of that. I haven't touched Ayashiman and Doron. Doron. I plan to do that this week after I catch up to uh Show and Sakamoto Days. And um, I plan to catch up to Elusive Samurai. I'm curious about it. So not two promises on that. But uh, for those to get a little sprinkle on it, I'm reading The Promise Neverland for two reasons. Because I want to uh, read the series as a whole. Check it out because the anime was butcher as fuck. And also because I'll be doing review with Scuba Steve on the Anime Lady um, channel side. And also um, in the mind of a blur. So de definitely stay tuned once both of those videos will be out. So definitely stay tuned. But for my chapter of the week is JJK. And for my second one, it is definitely the Jessica family. Because they continue being a very family chapter. But it moves the story along. And I feel like it was much better than Undone Luck. So that's not being biased. I felt like the story was much better smooth. And Undone Luck is just more of the repeated type of story. But it just gives more questions on new characters of where it could go within the series. So overall, I'm good, Sam. How about you? I'm fine too. Yeah. Uh, hopefully next week gets better. Uh, next week is the return of My Hero Academia. As well as the return of Kaiju number 8 coming in on this thursday but we will definitely be talking about that yeah new art so definitely guys stay tuned and hopefully you guys continue to follow us on everyone's on all the social media down below all the links or where to find us ray james um the c Force villains just chat on past 50 episodes don't forget to check down prince abe also an a podcast in the mind of a blurred everything is down below for all the links and spicy lady entertainment all the links are down below for the crew myself and where to find us see you guys on the next one peace